0: happy pride month welcome to a brand new episode of gay side stories where the gay shit goes i of course am your host Facent. i hope that everyone is enjoying the celebrations i hope that you are learning about history that you did not know that you're consuming and supporting lgbt art and artists music and the like and i hope that you've are feeling and finding the love. And in saying that before I move on, I really want to just send out love to the T of the community, specifically to our black trans sisters because you should know just from following LGBT news, hopefully, or if you follow this show on social media that the attack on, or I won't even say the attack, the war really, on our trans sisters, specifically the black ones, is just out of control. There have been way too many deaths, even within this month, but the last couple of months have been just too much, which is just tacked on to the past few years that have been too much. So in honor of this Pride Month, knowing the roots and knowing that it was trans women, black and brown, that started the Pride movement with a riot and just seeing where we are as a nation, as a society in treating the same kind of people. I just this pride month is for them. every pride month is for them, but I, I just want to say that specifically for this one. and I hope that anyone that is not transgender but within the community has taken the time to lift up, a trans person if you are blessed to have a black trans woman in your circle i hope that you lifted her up you propped her up you loved on her let her know that she is special and appreciated and she deserves to be here she deserves her life and she deserves to be celebrated just like the rest of us it's not all circuit parties and sex in the stairwells and when are the videos going to hit twitter and all that kind of stuff like okay evolution we get it but there is something still real and substantial behind pride month so i want to start off by saying that because i just don't feel like gay side stories would be gay side stories without number one of course acknowledging pride month but also acknowledging the just the slaughter of our trans sisters while simultaneously i want to uplift the ones that are here that are living that are doing their thing and that are blessing the world with their creativity and their touch so with all of that being said this is going to be another solo show i named this one more introspection because since i did the episode about turning 35 i've really been thinking a lot my brain has just not stopped. The creativity has kind of kicked in a little bit. So druggling feelings that I'm already dealing with and emotions and desires or lack thereof on top of the creativity, you know, it's been a bit of a, an adjustment. So I skipped a week. Obviously this was supposed to come out last week, but I just, I, I didn't have that feeling that it was time to record this and you know what it worked out in my favor so let's get into it first off again pride month so my personal contribution I guess to pride month is I accidentally I guess is the best way to describe it ended up coming out to my biological father so before I get into that a little backstory. My biological father and my mother broke up when I was an infant and I have memories of seeing my father here and there and him being a part of my life, maybe up until about seventh, uh, seventh maybe up until about second grade or so. And then after that, it was very little contact. And then to a point it was no contact. When I was a teenager, I think I saw him once, you know, in my aunt's restaurant. But for the most part, there was no contact from about, I don't know, eighth grade up until I was in my mm, mid 20s. So suffice it to say he has not been a significant factor in my life. And even in reconnecting, so to speak, in my mid 20s, even that's been off and on and it hasn't been substantial, I would say. It's been pretty superficial as far as relationships and connections go. But I decided that I don't have any real ill will towards him, I guess. My only thing is I would, at one point, I really wanted to ask him, why didn't you fight to be in my life? Because it was just kind of like my mom laid down the law. I'm not allowed to talk to him and I don't see him and he doesn't see me. And that just seemed to be what it was. And so I would love to have known at the time when I was curious about it, why didn't you fight? Why didn't you go to court? Why didn't you do what you needed to do in order to be a part of my life? Like, why did you let her set the tone? But then I got to a point where I said, you know what, me knowing the answer to that is literally not going to change anything you know and maybe that's because i didn't have an opportunity to really have that whole and miss my father because there was so much going on with my mom and my stepfather and myself so i don't have any ill will toward him and besides that I have come to realize that he has his own demons that he's fighting. He has his own memories in regards to my mother and to an extent, my stepfather that he is struggling to deal with and get over. And so I'm like, I don't really need to pile on. I have enough on my plate. And so the only thing I'll say as far as coming out to him, because I did mean to do this a long time ago. And at first I tricked myself into extending it. Cause I'm like, oh, you know, I want to do it in person only for me never to visit or hardly visit. And when I did visit, it just wasn't the right time. We weren't alone. It was just always something going on. And then I was thinking to myself, okay, there's nothing for me to worry about because worst case scenario, if he decides that he doesn't like it, he can't handle it. He doesn't quote unquote agree. Then well, I mean, what am I losing? Is anything of value really being lost? And that might be harsh. But again, you have to remember, I historically do not have a connection or relationship with him. So it's kind of to this thing where it's like, am I am I really in danger of losing anything? And in being transparent, I can even say that I think I held back from him for that reason, because in the back of my mind, I was always thinking, okay, it's all giggles. You know, we laughing on the phone or whatever. But then one day when I say, Hey, you know, by the way, you know, I swing the other way, then that would be the last time I heard from him. And it was like a self-defense mechanism, I guess. Like, I didn't want to put that. I wanted to, mm, how do I say this? I wanted to hold back in case so that I could avoid that disappointment, I guess, is the best way to put it. But anyway, fast forwarding to this. So I called my father on the phone. He had called me early in the week. So I was returning the call. We're having a conversation, laughing and joking. And I don't know how we got on the topic of kid. Oh, because I asked him about his other kids. Now, I haven't met my other siblings except for one. And even that was just kind of like, I mean, okay, it really felt like just meeting any old dude, you know. Uh, But just to give you guys an idea, my father is older, so he's in his 70s now, meaning he was almost in his 40s when I was born. And my mom was in her early 20s. I think I said that on this show before, but if not, there you go. So he already had two kids when I was born. Mind you, I never knew about that until I got older, meaning when I was an adult. So if I'm in my mid thirties now, then the two older siblings would have to be pushing mid fifties maybe. And then he has another son that's younger than me. That's closer to my half brother's age that I grew up with. So maybe about the 26 to 28 range. So I just asked, you know, like, have you spoken to your other kids? Because he tends to be like, If you don't fuck with me, I don't fuck with you. And I'm just like, it sounds counterproductive in regards to your children. And, you know, you're always talking about grandkids. And it's like, well, if you don't have much of a relationship with the parents, a.k.a. your kids, I don't know how that would translate into having a relationship with your grandkids. But again, none of these are my crosses to bear. I just was making conversation. And somehow we got on the topic of kids and he asks me, he's like, so we're not going to have, you know, a a, a third. And I'm like, huh? He's like, you know, yeah, like another Curtis, Curtis, the third. And I'm just thinking to myself, I had to catch myself because, you know, sometimes in my mouth, I'm like Monica. okay? sometimes my mouth is too slick (laughs) and things come out before I have a chance to reword them so that they won't cause a rift. You know, now, granted, if I want to cause a rift, I will cause a rift. If you listen to Ratchet Ramblers, you know, I'm liable to say anything. And I've embraced that to a, to a degree, but I, I do have discernment. I do know how to be tactful. So I'm just thinking to myself, sir, you have like 20 grandchildren. Now you're not having a relationship. You're not seeing them when you want to. That ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm just saying They exist okay but i get it you know to a point i'm the namesake so i don't know what that is in men where they just want to see their name continue continue that's all beautiful it's the buck stops here though okay so sorry actually not sorry the buck stops here and so I kind of blurted it out, so which is funny because I just said, oh, I have tact and I have discernment. You know, I make sure that I say what I wanna say only for me to turn around and blurt this out. But hey, I am still human, unfortunately. And so I just kind of blurted out, I don't wanna have no kids. I have no desire to raise children. I don't, I, I, that, uh, I don't see it. It's not for me, you know? My God kids are enough. But what I actually said, paraphrasing to a point, so I don't want to have any kids. I don't have any desire to have children, even if I like the baby girls like you call them. And then I realized what I said and he kind of chuckled and I was like, "Uh, well, since we pulled up. <laughs> and so I went on to say, I don't know if I ever told you that, but now, you know, so there it is. And he was just kind of like, OK, I mean. He was like, I mean, all right, (laughs) you know, and I wasn't 100% sure how he was going to react. I didn't expect a bad reaction, but I almost to a point kind of maybe thought there might be some disappointment or more disappointment to a degree. I wonder if he knew already and it's all been kind of a a ruse until I came out and said it because I know sometimes that's a thing I don't really know because we haven't been that close. So I don't know how much he can glean from these conversations that we have, especially because the majority of the conversations that we have revolve around his unresolved issues with my mother. But yeah, so I just said, hey, I don't know if I told you that, but now you know. And so he was just kind of like, that ain't no problem. He went full Shannon Sharp. That ain't no problem, that ain't no problem. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, I mean, And I started laughing because I'm just thinking to myself now it seems silly that I was nervous about ever doing this because I'm thinking to myself and if it was a problem what what would you do what are you going to (laughs) do you know I like you have been desperate to have a a relationship with me for so long to the point where you like fuck the mother kids you the one that I focus on and in the back of my mind you know my logical side it's like i mean what you gonna do all your paperwork is in my name like what are, what are you really going to do but i was just i just said it jokingly i'm like so what you, i was like even if you had a problem with it what you gonna do disown me and he was just like no <laughs> he was like you my baby which he, he calls me his baby and he's like you you come for me he was like ain't, ain't and that ain't gonna never change and i was like okay well, it's a nice little hallmark moment as i drive home hitting the vape. <laughs> Um, and so that was really the extent of it. We didn't go any further into it. I don't feel like there was anything more to say on my end. Had he had questions, I guess we could have talked about it, but he seemed content to be like, as long as you good, then it is what it is. You you're still going to be, you know, my son. So that was nice because that's, you know, to a degree in direct contrast to what I have experienced with my stepfather Um, like I said before, I've had a friend, a childhood friend that one of those friends that you play in the yard, I'm talking about kickball, power Rangers, climbing trees, all kinds of stuff, you know, and this was what in college, I think. And I came out to him, I think I told this story on the show and basically he just gave me the, I don't ever want to hear that again. And that was the last conversation we ever had. So I've been on both sides of the spectrum and while I did not expect bad things from my father, it's still nice to have something in the good column as far as coming out. The other thing that really stood out to me with this is that I am 35 years old, still having to come out and it's just depending on how you live your life or the people that are around you or if you're one of those people that is meeting new people a lot you could possibly be in a position to kind of always have to come out. And that's just the reality of the situation. Do I feel like it is always necessary? No. Do I wish we were at a point where it didn't matter and you didn't have to come out to people? Absolutely, but we're not there yet. And I hope that we continue on the path that we're on. And in the future, the generations behind me don't have to worry about this kind of stuff. They can just love who they love and it will be normal, you know, and people won't assume that you're straight. People won't be looking for signs that you might not be straight. They're they're not critiquing you from every angle, trying to see what it is that you're about in regards to your sexuality that has nothing to do with them. I would love for our society to get to a point where it's perfectly normal and acceptable for a little boy or a little girl or you know the way the direction things are going uh, what's the third designation is it non-gender conforming or I, I don't know what the official third one that they've been doing kind of in certain places but any of those whatever sexuality these children come to grips with at whatever age that is just it's it's acceptable and they don't have to be made a spectacle they're not going viral just for going to prom with their boyfriend or their girlfriend or whatever the case may be how far away from that are we I don't know this society has a lot of issues I don't have to sit here and tell y'all way beyond just what goes on with our community then you start getting into the intersections of race we still have a long way to go Stonewall was 50 years ago. We've come a long way. We still have a long way to go. Um, Coincidentally, I ended up coming out to a co-worker, too. I want to say earlier this month. So what happened real quick? Well, shout out to Ashley. Hey, Ashley. Um, I was talking to her and I was telling her a story about when i was looking for a room and i came across this alleged nudist this older white man that clearly does not know what nudist means and how that works because he was making everything sexual um and i don't remember the specifics on where i was going with the story but oh i remember i do remember so i was telling her about the email that i sent him when i found the place that i'm in currently and It was basically the same email that I had been sending, trying to find a place. So I sent it to this man too. And in the email, I put that I am openly gay because I don't want no issues. I don't want to live with any passive aggressive people who pretend like they they are okay with, you know, people in the community but deep down they're harboring ill will and you know eventually that's going to erupt or they going to make little comments or it just throws the vibe off you know what i'm saying because when you are in your home whatever that looks like you want there to be peace you don't want to live with somebody that has an issue with how you choose to express your sexuality and your love etc etc so i made sure that i put that on my profiles and whatever communication like I'm, I'm very upfront about that. And I ended up telling her that and I didn't catch myself. I didn't redirect until I had already said it. And then I was like, well, well, shit, <laughs> you know, and she was just kind of looking at me like, okay, what's the rest of the story? <laughs> like, you know, so I told her the story. We had a big laugh about it. And and ever since then, you know, she's been super cool. She's like, you know, I want to do this, you know, let's do this. You know, we can I have a friend that's been helping me with a lot of stuff. He's gay, da 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 one of those things. So I was like, okay, well that's nice. And wow, I just realized that in the year twenty nineteen I have come out to two people, huh? And for myself, especially at work, I don't hardly talk to my coworkers. And when I do, I try to make sure that it stays about them. I don't want people knowing too much of my personal business, if any, and that's no shade to anybody. Like if we, I guess if you know how to get through my, my barriers, eventually, you know, that guard will come down. So that's how it is with this coworker to an extent, another coworker, but, you know, I pick and choose what I share with her and what we discuss. Um, I just did not expect to ever be at work talking about anything to do with my sexuality. It's not because I'm ashamed or because I'm trying to hide it. It's just because I don't, I don't like to cross too many barriers with coworkers. Like I've learned long time ago to be very mindful of how you conduct yourself at work. And that doesn't have anything to do with code switching or anything like that. It's just like, I'm one of those people. I like to go to work, work, get my money and go home and I don't make a lot of extra space for anything more than that if it comes out it comes out like it did here but it's not something that I'm going to actively pursue because that's not why I'm there I'm there to work and go home emphasis on going home okay I'll be trying to go home when it's time to go they know (laughs) they look at the clock up two o'clock two thirty up time for him to go indeed indeed that's what it is and I like that so Wrapping up this part, I just want to say thank you to everyone on social media that sent, you know, love and and, and light and encouragement when I posted about coming out to my father. Um, the sad thing is that a lot of people kind of took like a, are you okay approach? And that really gives you an idea of what we deal with still in the community. Because so many people know that things can go into the negative so quickly when it comes to coming out and things like that. So again, that's one of those things that I'm kind of lumping in my, my goal, my, my goals, but my wishes for society going forward, you know, when I'm long dust. Um, but I appreciate it that there, there aren't many instances where, I am able to feel the support that is actually there. Okay, because listen, Miss Depression keeps a foot on my neck. Okay, and that's one of the things with depression. People think it's just sadness. It's not like depression will have you doubting not only yourself, but doubting your whole circle, you know, and so it just I was glad that I was able to feel what people were sending my way and i really 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 do appreciate it so if you reached out and sent any of that or if you're hearing this now and you're doing it you know feel free if you want to i i just want to say thank you because it can be difficult out here without support um and i'm glad that i have it both from online peers my friends and to an extent my family however small that might be as far as who I actually interact with. So let's get to some confessions. And this is the part that I've really been thinking about a lot since I turned 35. So first and foremost, my name is Curtis and I suffer from a lack of confidence. And I'm not sure now that I think about it, if I've ever really admitted that out loud. So before anyone hears this and you start on your, but you're so this, or you're so that, or you just need to own whatever, duh, 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 know that this is something that I've struggled with for the majority of my life. I'm talking about all the way back to elementary school, growing up being darker skinned and just all kinds of things that while it was not as bad as a lot of people have had it, I, I just have always struggled with confidence, physical confidence, confidence in my abilities, in my intelligence, in my, my, my ability to sustain any type of meaningful connections with other people. It's just never been there for me. And so the reason that I'm admitting this on this podcast is because number one, being a part of the G in the LGBT plus community. A lot of times confidence is currency and I would like a little something in my bank. Now, would I like for that not to be the case to a degree? Yes. If I wish it was gentler so that people like me had an easier time finding their confidence, finding their voice, we're not there yet. We all know that. And there's an attractiveness That is tied to confidence. So it's not really something that I would like to see banished to a degree, but it is something that I'm very cognizant of on both ends of that spectrum, as far as knowing that confidence can get you a long way. And also knowing that it's not easy finding that if you're not a naturally confident type of person, you know, it's not a trait that you can just tack on to yourself like a sim. You have to identify it, you have to work at it and it takes time it takes patience it takes work you know it's it, it's uncomfortable at least for me let me speak for myself it's uncomfortable admitting this to myself having this conversation with myself in the past agreeing to have it on the podcast even right now I'm I feel like I'm I'm numb in order for me to get this out my body my emotions have just kind of numbed myself to this point and it is also something that i feel like it is really lacking in my life to the point where it affects more than i would like it to it's not just i don't feel confident in my body so it's affecting my my dating life or my sex life it's affects my confidence to where i don't want to put myself out there. I don't want to be seen. I want to stay in the shadows and I really just want to continue breaking out of that. I feel like I have always been a late bloomer and that's not to say that there aren't tons of people who are in the same position I am. And actually, that's another reason why I'm admitting this on the podcast, because I want people to hear this and I want them to be encouraged. We're in this journey together. We're on this road. We're on the old town road trying to find some confidence. Okay, you're not alone. And I'm choosing to believe at this point, even if depression will take this away from me in the future and I have to struggle to get it back, I want to admit to myself that I'm not alone in the, in how I feel and in this journey. Okay. So in admitting this to myself and deciding to talk about this on the podcast, I looked up some, uh, what's the word? I looked up some tips and I came across an article and it says 10 things you can do to boost self-confidence. So really quick, I would love to get a dialogue about this going. So if you hear some of these and you agree, Let me know if you disagree, let me know if you have things you would add, let me know. So number one, visualize yourself as you want to be. Number two, affirm yourself. Number three, do one thing that scares you every day. Number four, question your inner critic. This one is difficult for me. (laughs) Number five, take 100 days of rejection challenge. I I don't know about that. (laughs) Number six, set yourself up to win. I do my best. Number seven, help someone else. This is what I'm trying to do, having this conversation on the podcast. Number eight, care for yourself. Listen, I'm trying, okay? I'm starting to feel attacked, but okay. Number nine, create personal boundaries. I'm I'm doing my best at that. And 35 has given me a new level of boundary setting, or maybe just I've reached a new plateau in Dragon Ball. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it, that could be it. I don't know. And number 10, shift to an equality mentality. So the link to this article will be in the show notes. If you feel inclined, please read through it. And if you want to discuss, let me know. The other thing that I want to talk about as far as confidence is the power of affirmation from those close to you. And this is something that I just recently realized I had in my life. Let me rephrase something that I was reminded of is probably a better way to phrase that. I know that I have people close to me that go up for me, but it can be masked by the things that I'm my internal demons and the battles that I have. But I'm very, very, very appreciative of my friends that openly go up for me. And when I say openly, I mean, letting me know, do I want my friends to go on, I don't know, podcasts or on their Twitter or Facebook and just say all these nice things about me no that's not what I mean but it is nice to <laughs> for lack of a better term get your flowers while you can receive them you know and in saying that episode 95 of Ratchet Ramblings my friend Candace who is also my co-founder in Flawless Noises Media Network she said and I quote sometimes you just gotta take a moment out and big your friends up You got to let them know that everything they are you fuck with wholeheartedly like I wouldn't change a goddamn thing about you. Now, (laughs) mind you, she was saying this in response to some trash that I had said, but this is not the first time that she's expressed these feelings. And unbeknownst to her and honestly, even unbeknownst to myself, I really needed to hear that at that particular time. And all I could say, all I could think of, and I've listened to that one part of the episode and it's close to the beginning. If you're, if Ratchet Ramblers is not your thing and you want to hear it, it's, it's in the first eight minutes of the show. So you don't have to listen to the whole show if you don't want to, but if you just want to have an idea of what that is and mind you, we were laughing. It was masked in jokes, but it's something that she is very mindful of making sure that the people around her know that she fucks with them heavily and I fuck with that type of energy and I appreciate it and so with all that being said I'm gonna say love on your loved ones prop them up support them because you never know how much they could need it or how far it'll go you never know that might be the catalyst to just awaken something in them or bring them out of some darkness, out of some fog. You never really know. And on the flip side of that, I will say, do your best to surround yourself with those that love you out loud. Okay. It's just, it's so critically important. I have another confession. My name is Curtis and I also suffer from fear of success. This is a tricky thing to navigate because I feel a lot of success in certain areas of my life out of necessity, i.e., you know, having a job and things of that nature. But in being transparent, I, I have certain areas where I am afraid of success. Okay. The first being weight loss, I know that it's a necessity. and to my big boys out there, you'll hear this. I hear it all the time. Whenever I talk about losing weight or just trying to get my health together, it's always that you're not that big or you don't need to do this. You don't listen. I know my body and I just, the body that I have is not the body that <laughs> I'm intended to have. Okay. Because it calls my my health into question. You know, maybe if I was a healthy big boy, then this would be a whole different conversation. But because I am not, it is something that is very important that I take seriously. And I have not done that because I'm afraid of being successful. I'm afraid of what that looks and feels like on the other side. I'm afraid of being treated differently. I am afraid of having more attention. I am afraid of what being a little bit closer to the side of, I guess, conventionally attractive, conventionally sized, maybe. I'm afraid of what that looks like. How is that going to change my life? Because I I honestly feel like there are so many things that are tied to my weight loss. It's not just my health, it's also vanity, of course. My confidence is part of it as well. And I'm just... Scared. I don't know how to prepare myself for that To a degree my logical side says weight loss is a process. It's a journey And so maybe there'll be some natural progression as far as my feelings towards this because it will take time to get there My irrational side is is almost paralyzed to a degree I'm also afraid of success in dating and i don't really know why i guess i, I don't have i don't feel like i'm holding on to any baggage maybe there's something that i haven't discovered yet but success in dating scares me i don't know if it's just the idea of having a constant romantic partner or person i guess in my life that's scary to me i don't know but it's on the list uh sex to a degree and that one's hard to explain i think i'm going to put a pin in that for a, a future episode i have a lot of ideas um <laughs> uh, but yeah sex is on the list success and sex i know that sounds crazy especially probably coming from a gay but listen i'm i'm being transparent because we are not a monolith and not every man is just a confident fuck machine out here you know what i'm saying some of us we struggle with things I am also afraid of success in solidifying new relationships. And when I'm talking about friendships, I'm talking about coworkers. I feel like I am not good at holding on to people for the duration. Sometimes when I get on the internet and I see people talking about, oh, you know, this has been my friend since fourth grade. This has been my friend since whatever. You know, we've been friends for I'm 28 and this has been my friend for 24 of those years and I'm just honestly envious and it makes me feel like, and it could be, you know, a, a number of things that are not true, but I, one of my personal demons, I feel like there's something wrong with me to where I cannot maintain relationships and friendships for a long time. And if I feel like the ones that I have are not those kind that I see people talk about and that's no shade to any of my friends that we've, if we've been friends for a very long time, um, and I, again, it could be, I have a different view than what it really is because that's often the case. Again, depression is a motherfucker. It's insidious. Okay. Again, it's not just being sad but I feel like I don't know how to maintain that. I don't know, in layman's terms, I don't know how to keep a motherfucker fucking with you for a long time, okay? Or at least I feel like I don't. And so I'm, I'm scared of forging really deep connections. Like I can put myself out there to a degree. I've been trying to do better, but in the back of my mind, I'm always like, there's only so much rope that I'm going to allow. I'm not gonna let in too much slack because I'm 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 afraid of what that lo- that looks like. Maybe I'm afraid of people new people seeing the real me and seeing how many issues I have or I don't know. But it's definitely on the list. And the last thing that's on the list as far as fears of success is connecting with or let me rephrase, reconnecting with family. And when I say that again, I've talked about my biological father. We have a relationship to a degree. I've been trying to do better with my relationship with my brother that I grew up with, my half brother that lives in L.A. You know, we've been trying to be better at communicating, which is funny because I think I even called him out recently because he was like, what's what's going on? And I was like, oh, OK, I mean, I don't know. You tell me you too busy to keep up with your brother. And funnily enough, I think he kind of took that to heart because he's been a little better. Now, I'm not the type that expects to talk to somebody every day because, listen, I just I'm realistic. And my brother and I have had a rift for a long time. Not so much of a rift of us being upset with each other, but just the circumstances and things that have gone on between, you know, his father, my mother and myself. It has really taken a toll on our relationship you know even when we are reconciled a few years ago and we were very honest we wrote letters to each other we were very honest about issues that we had with each other in the past but it just did not progress the way i was hoping it would but i don't know now i feel different now that i'm not in houston and i don't know if it's because we're both on the west coast to a point i don't know what it is but I'm trying to do better there, but I've been thinking about it like I don't know. I don't remember if I talked about this on the show. I'm sorry y'all I, I I do I feel like I do so much talking on all these podcasts. I never can really be sure of what I talk about and what I don't talk about. but a few months ago, um my mom called me because my great aunt died one of my great aunts had passed away. And we had a phone conversation. I hadn't talked to my mom on the phone in so long, hadn't had a deep conversation with my mom in so long, even though that wasn't really a deep conversation, I guess, now that I think about it, but it's just been in my mind, like, how do I, well, do I want to build on this and continue on it? And if I do, how do I go about doing it? How much of this? do I have to take as my personal responsibility? How, what actions do I have to take if I want this to be a thing? I don't know. I've, I've even thought about my cousin that I grew up with that I haven't talked to in so, so long. Um, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. I, and I'm scared of that reconnection because I don't know them and they don't know me. And I know family, blah, 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 family, whatever you have to say about family. But honestly, a lot of my family has been strained for so long. And I've been out of the loop for so long. I don't know what's been going on in anybody's life for real. I hardly know what's going on in my brother's life. And we have been speaking, you know. (laughs) (sighs) Man, that was a lot. So as I did with the confidence, I got on Sister Mary Google. And I was looked like, OK, how do you overcome fear? So I came across an article that says six ways to start thriving, overcoming the fear of success. Number one, be positive. I'm trying. OK, it's difficult. Number two, continually remind yourself that you are part of something larger than you. Again, I am trying. I'm, I'm, I'm giving it an effort. Number three, take time to find your authenticity. So i be honest, this is where my wig decided to get up and uh, go on lunch break. I struggle with that because I don't know if it's the lack of confidence, if it's the depression, if it's just a me thing, but I w- doubt myself as far as my authenticity. I don't know if I know who I truly am which is, I guess, maybe something else I'm afraid of discovering. Anyway, number four, create your success library. Number five, learn, and number six, live in balance. So similarly, if you click on the link in the show notes, read through the article and you wanna discuss, I'm all for it. Um, I'm trying to leave myself open for, I guess conversation in regards to these things. Like it does not do me any good to make these confessions and then close myself off from anybody wanting to discuss with me. So if you're hearing this and you think of something that you want to say, I will do my very best to be accommodating and have that conversation, even if I have to put it off until my mind is ready to receive whatever, you know, when I'm in a more receptive place, if that's necessary, but in case you're wondering how I'm personally combating this, what's my personal action plan, changing my eating habits as far as the weight loss, changing my eating habits, because that's really where it starts with me. I mean, I think that's where it starts with anybody, what you put in, what you put out, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. I know my body. (laughs) Shout out to that sect of gay Twitter. I know what affects me. So I know what I need to do to get myself on the right path. Not so much of dieting, because I don't know if I ever really diet. I just need to get in the mindset of accepting differences. And if I don't do what I need to do, sometimes my body will force me, you know, which is kind of something I've been dealing with for the past few weeks, trying to change my eating habits. But to a degree, my body's like come hell or high water. So my appetite has been off. I haven't been able to really stomach the idea of eating a lot of de- things. So I haven't, you know, I've been living off of like Gatorade, tuna, <laughs> you know, oatmeal, because I just the thought of eating more than that, eating greasy food, eating fried food, hell to sometimes eating, even even eating hot food, like just some warmed up chicken or something makes me almost feel feel physically ill. You know? Like sometimes I just get to the point where my body is like, listen. <laughs> Clearly you're not listening to the sign. So we gonna <clears throat> we're gonna throw a, a a a billboard at your ass. Okay. I'm 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 taking it into effect. I'm thirty five years old. It's honestly it's one of those things where it's like kinda do or die. Figuratively in literally, I guess not to get into too much details. Cause I'm not in a space to really go into the specifics of that, but you can use your imagination. I've talked about how my, my weight affects my health in a large way. You know, it's not like, not like a lot of heavier set guys that they're just heavy set. They don't have any issues as far as health, or if they do, they're very little, you know, my, I am not in that position. Hell I, I've, I spent a week in the hospital last year. So come on, that's where we are with it. So I'm trying to do that. And then the other thing is I'm trying to introduce working out slowly because my issue in the past has always been, which hindsight is always 2020. I jump in too hard when, when I first work out, I'm like, I need to do everything that I need to do. It's hard to get my mind to, to accept a gradual transition into it because I feel like if I'm working out, I need to work the fuck out. But that is completely counterproductive when I'm first starting out and I've failed enough times to finally take that lesson to heart. So I'm trying to be. Mindful of that and ease myself into it, dating and sex. I don't know. I don't know how to overcome that fear at this point. And honestly, it's not high on my list of priorities. I feel like a lot of things will start to fall into place. When I get my physical health where it needs to be, where I get my weight, where it needs to be, some things will start to fall into place, which is honestly part of the fear. Because, like I said before, I feel like once I start doing that, once I start having a more desirable body size, largely, I should say, because it's not that, you know, the size I'm at now or anybody that's bigger than me is undesirable, but we know how society is. We know fat phobia is still a major issue. So that is something that I'm afraid of. And it's, it's a level of success that I want, but I'm scared to get, but I don't know how to, how to deal with that at this point. And like I said, it's not high on my list of priorities yet. The last two things, as far as, you know, my relationships and my family I don't have any ideas how to progress at this point. So I'm going to just add them to my therapy list and try to work it out that way. Maybe I'll get some ideas and some guidance from a licensed professional, I guess. Um, and I hope for the best, I guess. Oh my God. Um, travel something that I'm looking forward to. So I, I wanted to make sure that this wasn't all like, me just harping on myself or all these ideas and plans and things that I'm trying to change about my life. Some things are going on that I'm actually excited about. So travel is one of them. I'm very, very excited to be going to San Francisco for the first time in July. I'm meeting my friend Naj, aka Chartreuse Disaster, who you've heard on this show multiple times for his birthday. I haven't seen him in, I think it's been a few years now. Um, he's recently relocated from New York to LA. So now we're not in the same city, but we're both on the West coast. So I thought it was only right to, you know, link up. I'm excited about that. Um, I was going to try to go to Cleveland in August, but I'm not sure if that's going to work out. However, I will be going to North Carolina in September because, when I was doing my budget and I was looking at the trips that I wanted to take, I thought to myself, I really, 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 really need to see my God kids this year. And so I'm lucky enough that, you know, my finances, while not where they need to be, I'm on a recovery plan, but they're where they need to be enough that I can afford to, to do this traveling. And I feel like, you know, I've been here for six going on seven months. I haven't gone anywhere, haven't done anything. So I'm, it's, it's time. I think it's a good time. I'm also super duper excited to be spending Thanksgiving in Denver with my family, Candace and her family, her husband Mike, and her daughter London, her mama that we affectionately call White Mama White Diamonds. I'm I'm really excited about that. And we are so goofy, we are already talking about what's on the menu, what we're going to be eating, edibles and all kinds of stuff. So I'm I'm excited about that. The uh, part of the reason why I'm I'm excited about thanksgiving there is because with the rift that i've had with my family for the past 11 years i've been very hmm, how do i put this the holidays have been trash for me they haven't even been something that i've wanted to acknowledge and to the point where even if i had a friend invite me over for a holiday for Christmas or for Thanksgiving, I didn't even feel right going. Like I know we're friends and I know you're opening your home or whatever, but it just it didn't feel right. I didn't feel right encroaching on someone else's family time. But I've gotten to the point where it's like I don't have those connections with majority of my family, but that doesn't mean I don't have family. And if I want to foster relationships that last a long time because that is a desire you know something that I didn't even realize about myself until I started putting this outline together for this show I need to do the work and part of the work is if someone invites you go so I thought that that would be infinitely better than spending Thanksgiving here alone because I don't have many friends or anything of that nature so it's like if I'm here what am I going to be doing you know, Netflix. And I guess now I can Netflix there. <laughs> it went, It works. It works. And I am trying to go home for Houston, uh, go home for Christmas. So that would be December or I guess, you know, those, those last, that last week, maybe Christmas week in Houston. I don't know about the dates yet because listen, I looked up flights and I mean, a hand might as well just came out of the computer screen and slapped me across the face because those prices were out of goddamn control. So I gotta be on the lookout for that so I can find a decently priced flight to go home. I'm excited because um my family, you know, Nikki is like, it was so funny because I was like, yeah, I'm gonna find a place to stay because in my mind, I, I'm always operating under a I don't want to inconvenience anybody mindset. And it doesn't matter what's going on, I I hate to feel like an inconvenience and a burden to people. And so knowing that I was going to have a few stops to make on Christmas Day, I may not even fly in until Christmas Day. I'm just thinking to myself, let me just find a place, Airbnb, hotel whatever the case may be, and I thought about it and she and I were texting while I was having this thought and something just popped into my head and was like, if you get a hotel and she doesn't know that you're going to get a hotel, she will cuss your ass out. And so I I don't know what I said to kind of introduce it, but she was like, I mean, I I think I just said that I was just like, you know, yeah, I'm going to find a place to stay. And she replied real cool. She was like, I mean, if you want to get cussed out, I guess, I mean, go ahead. And I was like, no, I don't. So I decided that that wasn't a good idea. (laughs) So more than likely I'll be staying with Nikki when I go to Houston and, you know, we'll just make it work. Um, So I'm excited, of course, to see her and to see uh, Micah, her daughter, you know, her husband is cool people. So of course, excited to see him um my friend monique uh a rig glamazon on the twitter i know a lot of y'all know her i still want to be like her when i grow up hey girl um my friend dion of course you've heard him on the show before excited to see him and just whatever else you know who knows who else i'll come across while i'm there i may try to stay a week i don't know because i'm again I'm appreciative to have a place to stay, but I don't want to overstay my welcome. I'm weird about that kind of stuff because I know she's gonna hear this and be like, "Nigga, you can stay as long as you want." Look, okay, (laughs) I am a work in progress. Okay, I'm 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 trying. So maybe a week will you know give me enough time to do everything I want to do. Maybe four days. I don't know yet. It depends on what the the flights are looking like, to be quite honest. And I think that's pretty much it as far as travel for this year. I'm. Looking forward to doing some international traveling some at some point next year. Uh, I'm going to get my passport. I've been talking about it with Naj. um, So we'll see what happens. I, I just would like to get out of the country to be quite damn honest. So we'll see. Maybe it'll be something low key. Maybe we'll just go to like Toronto or something, or maybe we'll go tropical. I don't know. We'll see. I think that's it. So to wrap this up. I am grateful for this transitional period that I'm currently in. And I'm also tired. <laughs> it's it's tiring work. It's not just getting into your cocoon and coming out a butterfly. And it's funny that I'm thinking about this because I saw a tweet that was like, you know, we never talk about what the caterpillar has to go through in order to become a butterfly. Like they basically are reduced down to goo <laughs> and You know, that process happens and then they emerge a butterfly. So there's work to be done to go from caterpillar to butterfly. And so I'm grateful for my current cocoon. I'm tired because of the work, but I'm going to continue on because life goes on. And I really want to feel like at some point I'm living my best life. Like that is a goal for me, whatever that looks like, whatever that entails, I don't know. And I don't know if I care as long as I feel like I'm living my best life. And obviously, you know, I'm healthy and happy and all those things. But that's that's my goal. I want to get to I want to be able to get on this podcast and say, now, here's the, the good life corner. So this this week I did this or this week this happened to me this week. I met this guy or this week i'm going to this place i'll report back on on how it is this week i met this person that i met in podcasting in person and it was great you know there are some of you out there that i would still i still want to meet in person you know let's have you know a chicken wing basket or two you know just a drink have some fun so i'm grateful that's all i can say it's hard and depression again always has its foot on my neck but i am I'm doing my best and I'm identifying places where I can improve. You know, I, maybe that's a curse of a more logical, leaning mind. I'm always thinking, OK, how can this be better? And that's evidenced. you can ask anybody who is a host on Flawless Noises Media Network. I keep my foot on everybody's neck because I, I just always am like, what can we do to be better? That is going to wrap things up, you guys. Thank you so much for listening and for all of your support for the past two and a half years. Speaking of support, further ways you can support this podcast, send in a letter, okay? You can send in letters to GaySideStories at gmail.com. You can ask me for advice. You can give me compliments if you have show topic ideas, if you have Guest ideas, if you want to be a guest, if you have stories you wouldn't mind having shared on the show, again, if you just based on what I was talking about on this episode, if you have a coming out story that you want people to hear, things like that, I don't mind reading your stories if you don't want to actually be on the show, if you want to send in like a a voice memo of you talking about it, I can do something with that. Just reach out, you know, there's a lot of things we can do. Of course, keep it respectful. And you don't have to be LGBT or queer leaning to send in a letter. If you're straight listening to this and you have questions you want to ask me or whatever, send those in. You, like I say, you don't have to be gay to be a part of the Gay Side Stories family. You can also buy a Gay Side Story shirt. So if you go to FlawlessNoises.com store in the store, there is a Gay Side Story shirt that is black and has white lettering. We may have a new design that we would preview or debut, I guess. In a few weeks, we shall see. How else can you support this podcast? Leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm grateful for both. If you just want to go in real quick and do a five star rating, that helps. If you want to take the time to write a review, that also helps. Thank you to everyone who has left reviews in the past few months. Things have been so crazy that I've I've looked every now and then, but I haven't been uh, acknowledging that, I guess. So, if you left a review since I don't know what January, I definitely have seen it and I thank you. Um, tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co worker, tell whoever you want about the show and about Flawless Noises Media Network. I'm very appreciative of both and bringing new people to listen to this show and listen to the other shows and support the network because it is hard work, but Flawless Noises Media Network. Is a podcast slash media network that is that was created and is run by black people, a black woman and a black gay man. Okay, we got marginalization out here and we're trying to, you know, just carve out a little lane for ourselves. So please tell people about us and bring people on so we can continue to grow. And last but not least, another way you can support this podcast by supporting the network is if you sign up for the network Patreon. So that is patreon.com slash flawless noises. And there's not exactly companion or whatever, I guess, uh, material on the Patreon that goes with this show, but I'm all over the Patreons. Uh, stuff so you'll hear my voice all over the place there's plenty of places you can hear my voice outside of this show honestly and if you are inclined to do so i appreciate it because you don't have to i barely want to hear my damn voice anywhere i barely want to hear my voice on this but anyway that's again my own cross to bear as a brief reminder you can listen to this show on anchor spotify apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app such as overcast which is what i use And in closing, I pose this question. Have you discussed anal, quote unquote, creaming with a medical professional? I would love to know what the doctors are saying about the creaming. Shout out to John Salvatore from the John Effect on that one. I will see you guys maybe next week, but I will definitely be back. So until then, peace and happy Pride Month again.